0: you're tuned in to the Selling My Business podcast, where you'll learn from experts in the industry on how to set up your business for success, increase its value, and sell for the highest price in the shortest possible time. Get your notepads ready. It's time to listen in. So, hello everyone. Welcome to the Selling My Business podcast. I'm your host, August. Today, my guest is Jethro Hopkins. Jethro has over a decade of experience in Main Street and lower middle market MA. He's a co author of Exit Lever. He's a managing partner of No Coast Business Advisors. He's also a consultant and speaker on scaling, exit planning, building to sell, and empire building. Jethro helps build better businesses and better business owners, then he helps them sell. So, Jethro, tell me a little bit more about your background, what got you into becoming a business broker.
1: So, I was basically a serial entrepreneur, and I when I started my first business, I decided that the easiest way to go after my first attempt was expansion through acquisition. So I handled buying and selling my own businesses, pretty much self-taught. What happens is, is I was pretty well networked at that time. And I kept hearing horror stories about, you know, people were selling their business, things were going wrong, or the deals were falling apart, or, you know, people just didn't care. So I heard that long enough that when I got approached to sell my business. One of my competitors came to me and said, "You know, you thought about selling it?" And I said, "No." They came back a couple of weeks later and said, "Well, what number would it take to get you out?" And I ended up getting very close to that. And I took that money and I used it to go travel around the country, get educated by other business brokers, get into a lot of the uh, the classes and courses out there so that I could come back here to where I headquarter out of in Lincoln, Nebraska and open up a business brokerage that does it the right way, where it's business owners that are doing it for business owners because salespeople don't necessarily know the ins and outs of a business. They don't know what it's like to be on both sides of that table. They just know how to sell it and market it. But a business, a business owner can speak the language and understands the struggle. So that's kind of how I got into this.
0: Yeah, so how many businesses did you operate uh, before becoming a business broker?
1: Ooh, um, I think at peak I had thirteen. Um oh, wow. I think I'm sitting at five, five or six right now. Maybe seven. What's
0: uh, are they all in a specific industry or industries or what's the make of them?
1: They are now. Um it used to be I'd have shiny disorder, like most serial entrepreneurs, you know, you see something you're like, oh yeah. I'm bulletproof, man. I'm batting 100. I can buy that. I can turn it around. I can make money, and I can flip it because I can't fail because I, I was already incredibly successful once, and then when that's not true, you know, you kind of start to uh, learn that you are you have skill sets, and your skill sets are applicable to a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that you're capable in every business you attempt, so now every business I own is in basically the same ecosystem of business development, uh coaching, empowerment of business owners education business sales and things of that nature
0: yeah that's a that's a classic thing that a lot of entrepreneurs uh that's a mistake they make is they have one successful business they understand maybe marketing really well and so they go oh I can, let me buy this business all they need to do is just turn around their marketing and they'll get yep. double the sales but uh as what you're saying is it's, it's not necessarily like that and you kind of want to stick into your lane right
1: yeah i mean if you're successful once that's fantastic you know yeah. most millionaires they don't make their million dollar business until their eighth to tenth effort so if you did it in your first five great if you did it on your first one fantastic but the odds are against you like the percentages are bad and that means you can be incredible at one thing but you're not going to be incredible across the board
0: yeah awesome that's that's really good information so so Coming into business sales and, and helping a business sell, what are some big mistakes that you see uh, you know, leave money, you know, like take money off the table or you know, not set themselves up for the most success with selling?
1: No, that and there's a there's a whole lot of answers to that one. I'll try and I'll try not to go into a ton of detail on all of them, but you know, the biggest problem that I run into a lot is somebody's gonna call me and say, Hey, look, I'm thinking about selling my business. I keep hearing your name, I want to do it with you. And I one of the first questions to ask them is what's your timeline look like, and they tell me I got to get out right now you know I got you know I need three months if that's the timeline you're at you're already you're already in trouble there's not much anybody can do for you uh, national average in not in an election year is like eight and a half months to sell a business, and that's the national average in an election year it goes up by two months because businesses don't sell as fast during an election year because people hesitate. The other one is is You know, another big one is two sets of books. And we encounter this a lot. You have the set of books that you use for your taxes. And then you have the real set of books that shows what you really made. And they're not the same. Now, I understand none of us like paying taxes. None of us like paying the government because we can use our money better. But only one set of those books actually exists. Only one of them can be used. As a broker, I can't use the off-record taxes because then I'm accomplice to tax evasion and I, I cool, you have them. I, I can't use them. I can't show them to the bank. We can't do it. Yeah. So if you're going to sell your business, at least the year before you're going to sell your business, start recording all that profit, all that cash. It'd be better if you do it for three years, but when you think about your business selling, it gets a multiple of your seller's discretionary earnings of your or your EBITDA. So if you pay tax on three dollars and they use a weighted average, you're going to make uh, somewhere between a buck 60 and maybe two dollars and 15 cents on each additional dollar you paid taxes on at the low range, when you're in the main street market. When you get up into the bigger dollars, that could be three, four, eight. 10 bucks on everyone that you paid taxes on. So it's, it's dime smart and dollar stupid when you're getting ready to sell to hide your cash. And those are the, probably the two biggest ones that kill
0: people. Wow. What's, what's another one you think is, is a big determining factor on the selling that your business actually able to sell?
1: Okay. So if you built yourself a job, whether your job includes overseeing a handful of employees, That is totally different from building yourself a business. If I have to find an exact copy of you that's younger and has the money to be able to afford to buy your business, you've drastically limited your buyer pool. Now, in most markets, 73% of the buyers come from within 20 miles of your business. So if you cut that even further by making me have to find somebody that has your exact skill set, you're in trouble. The single biggest Thing that you can do to change your velocity, change your metric, change your closing price, your take home money is you have to build the sell. You have to build your business to the point where you don't have to be there because now it's an investment. And if it's an investment, I can sell it to anybody that has the money to buy it and not somebody that has the specific skill set to do what you do. I can sell it to an owner, an investor, a CEO. I can sell it to a private equity group that just needs to throw a manager in there. But if I have to replace you because you're the heart and soul of the business, we're going to struggle, and it's worth less money. So like, that's the biggest thing you do. Build it as a business. Put your SOPs in place. Identify your rainmakers. Know your market. Have your your how we do business book here. Have everything documented so you can turn over a breathing, documented, running, smooth industry instead of making yeah. me have to go, well, don't pull this duct tape off because then it's all going to fall apart.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I was reading a book, and I forget which book it's from. You probably would know it, but they they said build your business like it's a franchise, like you're gonna give it to somebody else, where you have everything systematized, all the SOPs in place, and someone can just step in and and start from day one.
1: Yep, that's the E Myth.
0: Yeah, E Myth. Yeah. I give him
1: props. That's a good book. Like I'll give him, I'll give him the free recognition here. E Myth's a good yeah. book. I use it with some of my much smaller clients because it's a great way to take you from a solopreneur to that first step on getting to be a business. It it makes sense. People can understand it because if you're not standardized in your business, then you need a higher quality level of staff to do your business, to make it run effectively. But the more simplified and standardized your processes are, the lower quality of staff you need because all they have to do is follow the plan you wrote and it'll be fine. Now, if you can reduce the quality of staff you need to do a good job, that helps solve some of the hiring issues that a lot of businesses are having right now because everybody says i'm having so much trouble hiring people make you stuff simpler you don't need as good of people
0: yeah so so co-author of exit levers uh, explain that a little bit more what is what does that mean what's the exit levers
1: okay so there's i find a lot of them humorous at this point but there's a lot of situations, a lot of conversations that, as a business broker, we get involved in that we hear things that make either absolutely no sense or they just sound like sheer madness to us about things people have done when they're buying or selling a business. So, we, me and a bunch of the other brokers here at No Coast, we got together and we started putting all that together. And we're like, all right, what's the 10 biggest mistakes that we keep hearing again and again and again for buyers and sellers about things that have either they found out after they made the acquisition? So it ended up costing them a ton of money, or it was red lights that popped up while they were doing due diligence. And we took those 10 and we put them into this book as kind of like uh, if you're never going to use a broker or you end up using someone that doesn't really know how to sell or buy a business, get through due diligence. That book's got the 10 most common things that are going to happen that are going to absolutely screw up the sale or the things that are going to hurt you the most after you've bought the business that you should have looked for while you yeah. were doing due diligence because most buyers really 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 screw it up on due diligence. They have no idea what they're looking for because they've never done it before. So we laid it out, here you go, and we made it simple to read. I think you can get through it in like 3 hours. Okay. It's, it helps.
0: Yeah. So that's another thing um you know, a lot of obviously as a business broker, you're always going to preach uh using a business broker when selling and, and buying a business is it even like uh, how often can can a business owner be able to sell their own business? Is it that, is that even a possible thing for most business it, owners?
1: The only reason I preach using a business broker is because if you find the right one, someone that actually believes and takes their fiduciary responsibility seriously, sure. where they are looking out for your interest, it's a good deal. They can market it. They can take care of it, handle walkthroughs, all the tire kickers. Right. I, I yeah. believe in what I do, but I do not believe that everybody in my industry is created equal. Now- yeah. Last time I saw the numbers, and this is probably a year, maybe two old. Only 7% of transactions in the United States happen with the business broker. Oh. 13% happen with the, commercial, with the real estate agent. And the rest of them are for sale by owner. So oh. it can be done. Do I recommend it? No. No, no, no. So more than, more than four out of five transactions I've reviewed after a for sale by owner... They either underpriced it, they misled it because they have no responsibility to tell you the truth. You have a contractual obligation. If you're not going to assume when you find out later, that's on you. You know, financials were wrong. Due diligence was jacked up. I think on average, for sale by owner business, sell gets at closing, I want to say it was like 32 to 35% less than a real estate agent or a broker would have got for them because You're going to go on Google and you're going to look up what's the most common multiplier for this XYZ business. And I'm going to take it times whatever number that says. Yeah. But you don't know how to recast your financials. You don't know how to pull closed sales to use them as real world comparables to give you real world numbers to show you exactly what the market's doing right now. And I hate to say it, but a lot of real estate agents don't either because the data they have access to is on real estate commercial property residential property business brokers specialize in business and all of our data is centered around that so with accurate data we have accurate values and that means we can get accurate closings we can get it done quicker more efficient through the due diligence we probably already have the uh the lawyers in place we've got the relationships with the banks we know who does business acquisition lending we could refer you to everybody you need Cause That's yeah. all we do all day long, 365 days a year, yeah. And that's why I recommend brokers. But yeah, go with what's going to make you money and what you can get done. Because if your job's to run the business, I get stacked on a second full time job of trying to sell your business on top of that. If you're already spending the time to run your business,
0: yeah, that's
1: why people get us.
0: <laughs> that's great, that's great stuff, and you know, it's it's uh. You know, even like real estate agents, it's they they'll, they'll treat the business like it's a house. You know, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll just see it as a transaction, like um, a face value. Um, yep. So cool. yeah, it's super important. Yeah. Think about
1: this one: you have a business, and you're going to go up for sale. You working with either an inexperienced broker or a real estate agent that hasn't done businesses before? Because there's very good real estate agents that sell businesses. I've met them. How? much could it hurt your business if they listed your business for sale publicly? Here's the business name, here's the address. Yeah. So now everybody knows your business is for sale. Hey, are you in trouble? Hey, am I one of your vendors? Am I worried about you paying off your uh, credit with us? Your employees, are they looking for a new job? Your customers, are they going somewhere else? Business brokers sell businesses confidentially. Nobody knows you're for sale until they've signed an NDA if your broker's doing it the right way. So that's always a concern I have when I'm dealing with people that have never done it before. And I'll always point it out to them, figure out a way to market it so they don't know exactly what you are. Because if you lose a bunch of staff or sales, the value of your business went down.
0: Yeah. So no coast business advisors, what areas do you guys service? And is there a particular market you guys service or industries? Or give us a little bit more information.
1: Um, I, te- I typically work in service and construction a lot it seems to be where i end up um you know redneck blue collar upbringing here so i I fit in well with them i'm not necessarily a suit and tie guy so i can communicate with that segment of the population real easy people that are a little more nervous around suits and ties Um, one of my partners his specialty is more in the investing the financial markets the You know, the higher dollar per uh, professional services markets. Um, Another partner specializes in online businesses. It's it's pretty much each of us here. We've picked our niche, so we can handle almost anything across the board. There's a few things that we just don't do anymore, mostly because we don't like them. But there's not much we can't sell. And we do operate, uh, I've made sales in three countries and 47 states. So
0: <laughs> do you make a sale in uh, Alaska or Hawaii those are the ones that are uh, usually hard to
1: I've not done one in New York although I am registered in their business directory up there cuz you have to and I've not done one in Alaska though I've come close to listing a few up there but they wanted me to come on site and that was a little that was a little dicey
0: <laughs> you got to take a sled to get up there
1: yeah. Um, yeah. They were, they were like a seasonal resort thing. So they closed like six months out of the year. So they want you yeah. to fly in and season's about over. We want you to sell it over the winter. But like, yeah, but you can't get there during the winter.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Jeff, are there any kind of last, uh, comments or tips or advice uh, for business owners listening?
1: Absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, if you if you build your business like you're never going to sell it and it's going to outlast you, that's the key thing. A lot of owners I talk to, they're like, hey, I've got three years and then I'm going to exit. So they've got this three-year plan prior to selling their business. If you truly want a successful, sellable asset, plan like that business is going to run forever. Build it that way. And then when you are ready to sell, which you will be able to at the drop of a hat once you've gotten there, like death in the family, any kind of disablement, something like that, you had dropped the hat, you have a sellable asset. Instead of working towards sell, work towards the point where it's always sellable. And when you do that, you will get an absolute premium for your business in the shortest amount of time with the least amount of headache. And you'll probably have an asset that's out generating revenue wise, any of your competition.
0: Wow, awesome. That's great stuff. Um, so, uh, real fast again, no coast advisors. How can they, how can they reach you? What's the best way that business owners looking to sell, they want to talk to you. They got some good advice. How can they reach you?
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm crazier than most people. If you go to our website, you know, uh, no coast business advisors.com, you go to our website, my cell phone numbers on it. If you go look me up on Facebook, you can find my cell phone number there. Um, my email address is my name, Jethro at Jethro. NCBA broker.com. So Nancy Charlie Bravo Alpha Broker.com. I want people to be able to talk to me, whether they're going to use me as a broker or not, because if I can have a 30 minute conversation with someone getting ready to sell and it saves them from the heartache of watching something they've put their blood, sweat, and tears into falling apart, whether they use me or not, is irrelevant. That fits the mission that we founded this brokerage for, is to keep a higher percentage of the main street businesses up and running because they're the ones that build our community.
0: Yeah. Awesome. That's great stuff. Jethro. Um, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to come on the podcast and just give absolutely incredible advice. We thank anyone who's uh, listened to the podcast today and, um, if you need any help looking to sell your business, uh, you reach out to Jethro or reach out to us and we'll connect you with a local broker in your market. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.